Hello, welcome to Why Not Me. In life, we face many trials and obstacles, many challenges, and in the thick of it, we can be tempted to think, why me? But every obstacle presents an opportunity and every trial can bring triumph. So I want to encourage you to adapt a mindset of, why not me? When, when in the middle of it, when things are tough, look around and think, why not me? It's, it's happening for a purpose. And then when success is at your doorstep and all you have to do is open it, you may find yourself hesitating, questioning, is this for me? Do I deserve this? And I want to encourage you to adapt a mindset of why not me? Throw the door open wide, shout to the world, why not me? Embrace your success. I'm your coach, Todd Halls. I'm grateful to have you on this journey. Welcome to Why Not Me. Hello, hello. Welcome to Why Not Me, turning trials into triumphs, seeking and embracing success. I'm your host, Coach Todd Halls. I'm so grateful that you tuned in today. Thank you very much. I'm super excited to introduce our guest today and for, for what he's going to share with all of us. Uh, my guest today is Jose Rodriguez, a.k.a. Cheo. I know him as a, as a man of faith, a husband, a father, and a serial entrepreneur. And I think he's got an amazing story to tell, and I can't wait for him to share with that, though. Cheo, if you would, fill in any any other the backstory that you'd like our listeners to know. Yeah, of course. Thank you. First of all, thank you. Good morning to everybody. Glad to be here. Um, well, yeah, a, a, I'm a father of two. I have a, a, a young um, lady, a 19-year-old daughter. I have a 22-year-old son and my beautiful wife. And um, we, we were born, all of us born and raised in Puerto Rico, and we moved into the mainland in 2014 uh, with a great business opportunity that kind of didn't pan, pan, uh, pin off, so it didn't really work out. Um, but God continued uh, uh, working on us and, and, um, and opening and closing doors. And as we took them, we went into a, a pretty interesting journey. Um, so I, I guess we'll, we'll talk a little bit about, about the, the trials and tribulations that we went through and, um, how God helped us uh, get out of them. What do you think about that? That sounds awesome. 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 So one thing that comes to mind is I've, I was born and raised in Minnesota. So a big move for me was moving from Minnesota to Florida a few years ago, which seems small compared to moving from Puerto Rico to the mainland. What, tell me what, what that was like. What was, the, what was the process of making that decision? Well, let me tell you, a, a, you would think that it's, that it's an easy, an easy um, um, move, but it actually was not. A, in, in Puerto Rico, I felt like I lived in a little bubble a, because there's, there's a lot of things that, um, that we started seeing over here in the mainland. Um, when we moved into Florida that we that we never saw in Puerto Rico. It, it, just just to mention one, racism. It was it was insane how how even from the own Hispanic culture, you would see racism among ourselves. And in Puerto Rico, you could be white, yellow, green, blue, whatever, and you're still Puerto Rican. Well, that's all there's to it. Um so so that was a big hitter, a big chalker when we arrived here. Um other than that, living in Puerto Rico is basically like living over here when it comes to to the economy, to to everything else. Um, you have your good places, you have your bad places. So so um, 
my kids came in starting middle school and and starting high school uh, uh, so they went through through the same the same issues that they would over there it's just that um one thing that shocked me i will tell you this i when i was in puerto rico i used to take my kids to school and they went back then to a to a catholic school and i would take them early in the morning and i would actually get out of the car i would go in with them i would play volleyball with my daughter and my son and football and stay with them until they had their prayer time. And then after the prayer time, I would leave them and then I would go to work. When I got here, I saw that basically you have to like lower your window and throw them out of the car <laughs> for them to go to school. Like you weren't able to stay there with them. And I was like, oh my God, they, they like ripped part of my, my essence out. That that's part of the day that I loved going over there and just getting with my kids and enjoying them and playing with their friends and and meeting with the other parents and hanging out and whatnot that I guess that was part of the culture. So that was a big, that was a big, um, 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 shocker when I got here, I, I was not able to take my kids to school in, in the, in the way that I was used to. <laughs> yeah, that would be, that would be an adjustment. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. But going, the, the going parents, back to, to the um, business aspect, go ahead. I was just going to say we you know, we have those moments for those bits of time, whether it's ten minutes in the car on the way to school, or in your case, it was the ride to school. Plus, in Puerto Rico, you got to connect with them um, at the school a little bit deeper, playing volleyball with your daughter and seeing how she interacts with with her friends. And so, then to have that suddenly just gone, yeah, it had to be just shocking. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And let me tell you this: the other thing, that, the other thing that was a shocker to me, and bringing bringing it back to the business world, uh, uh, my daughter would tell me stories about, and, and I'll tie it up in a little bit. Uh, my 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 daughter would tell me stories about um, her seeing a lot of things in school that you wouldn't think kids in middle school would see. Um, one of the one of the businesses that I started here in 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 Florida was a security agency. I had a little background in firearms, and um, and, and the opportunity came up to start a, a security agency. We started Legend Security Agency with um, with a couple of um, people from church, and um, and we concentrated on training uh, churches. It's training church personnel, security personnel on how to how to deal with a with an active shooter if they would ever have it and um, how to defend. You know, what I mean, obviously the property and 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 uh, the people that, that attended the services. And with the pandemic, it, that was something that um, that basically crashed and burned all the security, all the churches were closed. So. So there was nothing we could do. We, we basically lost our business. All of our clients were churches. So I, 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 me and my wife had to reinvent ourselves. And, and it was fun because based on what my daughter used to tell me, that in middle school, she would know of kids that would bring in firearms to the school and people won't even notice. Um, what I did was that I opened, we opened up Right Way Firearms Academy. It was a, a firearms academy training. We would train families. We concentrated on families with kids, middle schoolers, high schoolers, and whatnot. 
So we would train them uh, first. Obviously, they, they would be able to get their concealed weapon license if they were if they were of age and if they wanted to do it. But the training mostly consisted on on taking the curiosity away from kids about firearms. So whenever they were faced with a firearm, whether at a, at a friend's house or, or a neighbor's house or whatnot, they would know how to deal with it. And they would actually get an adult and 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 minimize the possibility of, of an accident. So that's one thing that um that we did for a while. And and at the end of the day, it paid the bills during the pandemic when we had no income. So a, a, and and, mm-hmm. and talking talking about why why not me and how how things change and how God takes you from step to step. That business bloomed. It was very profitable, but it's starting decaying as well. So I had the opportunity as well to go over with a friend of mine um, that he 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 started doing handyman work through an application called Thumbtack, and um, so he invited me to be part of it and to join him and help him. And I've always been handy, you know what I mean? Like I would get back home, I would get invited to parties, and at the end of the day, they would say, "Oh, and I have that fan. If you could put it up." And I'm like, oh, really? That's that's why I'm here. Oh, and I have that furnishing. Could you could you set it up or assemble it? So I would end up working, it uh, obviously with a little beer or, or some wine or whatnot, and 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 good food on my hands. Um, so I went with him for about a week, and um, I saw that it was it was a very good business, and um, and he was making a, a good <laughs> chunk of money, and um, and again I sat down with my my better part. And we discussed it and we started Handyman Pro Solutions. And we opened up the business. We put it in Sumbiz, got our Ian number, it set it up in Thumbtack and started doing services. And we were extremely successful. Now, God continued putting all the tools and all the 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 the, the opportunities in motion. Now when we were doing that, literally, we would be going out on the on the road at seven o'clock in the morning, and it was me and my wife, me and Jeannie. I, I would do the work; she would assist me, um, and we would be out from seven to seven. We would come home exhausted, and we were always praying to God, like God, if I was twenty years old, this would be awesome, and I would make a great business out of it. But at my um, uh, thirty-five years old of age. Um, it's like, I need people. I need, I need, I need helpers. I need other people. I I can manage them, but I I need to grow this. And, um, I would get opportunities to do bathrooms, to the kitchens, to do things that were away off of my realm. I, I was not able to do them myself. And I would try to reach out to people and it just didn't work. I would either, they would stood me up or, or they would not show up when I would set up an appointment with a client. So I told myself, you know what? This is where I'm able to reach. That's where I'm going to stay. I'm not going to go above that. And that was wrong. You know? So um, I actually went yeah. to, to Band of Brothers, which I'm sure that you know that that um, um, men's movement. And um, at Band of Brothers, I met somebody called Sean Loomis playing dominoes. We shared what we do and whatnot. And... Um, and he told me, I have a friend of mine that, that you may want to meet and you guys may, may, may be able to work together. Two weeks after that, to make a long story short, two weeks after that, a, a Laurent Minguez, 
a, a, from Heavenly Hands Property Services, gave me a call. And he explained to me the situation that he was in, very similar to mine. You know what I mean? We were trying to grow our businesses, but we would hit a ceiling. And, um, and we decided to join forces. And that was June 1st, 2021. And from that day that we decided to join forces and we decided to give the company to God officially in paper, which is another story among itself. Um, and give ownership to God. Um, right now, we have over 50 employees, 50 team members. Uh, we have um, uh, six plus companies within the verticals that we offer. And um, and God is the only one that could have done that in less than a year. We'll be in uh, first year anniversary. It'll be next week. And um, and it's been it's been crazy. But he he has. If if I didn't give him the opportunity to to work on my life and to and to follow his lead and to always be in prayer and um, make decisions based on based on prayer and based on what I believe believe that he's been telling us to do, we would not have been able to bless fifty some uh, families and be able to have the company that, that today we have. So <laughs> it's been crazy. That is incredible. Yeah, it's been a roller coaster. It's been it's so, been fun. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned the roller coaster. It's a great analogy. The entrepreneur's journey. Uh, so, you you came to the mainland. You started the first business, the the security business. Um, COVID shut that down. You started a second business uh, with the firearm training. Um, that was okay, but not doing what it needed. And then you decided to start yet another business. Um, where do you find, where did you find the, the, the fortitude? I guess, why, why not just go to work for somebody? Why start another business? Well, eh, when I was in Puerto Rico, I, I, I owned um, Shredded, a, a mobile shredding and recycling business. And before that, I worked for ADP, eh, the payroll company. So I was an employee. Um, after, after we sold the franchise for shredded, I went back to work with my old team from ADP and I worked with SAP with success factors. And after that, the reason I came over to the mainland was because a business partner, um, um, hired me to run the Latin America, uh, division and whatnot. And, um, so, so I worked for fortune 500 companies. I worked for corporate for a lot of years and, um, I saw how things work in those realms of business. And I had a, a very bad experience that, um, that just made me say, you know what, I'm not working for anybody any longer. If I work for somebody, it's going to be for the guy upstairs. It's not going to be for anybody else. And, um, and since I made that determination and I said, eh, eh, you can do it. It's just a matter of doing what you like, what you love, and you will never work a day in your life. And that's what I've been able to do. Now, for you to be able to do that, you have to be determined, you have to be consistent, and you have to be willing to take risk. If I would have thought or kept the mentality of, no, I have to pay the rent, and I have to make sure that I know how that rent is going to be paid, I would have never jumped in the water. 
and gone above and beyond what I believe my skill set and my abilities and my two hands were able to do and um, and let him work. So um, when I decided and I realized that it's not on my strength, that it's on his, and that if I put everything on his hands, he will take care of me, and I follow what the word says, um, he, he, will, he will carry my, my um, um, weight. I, I'm not sure of the wording. That's the issue with Spanglish from Puerto Rico. You forget the English and the Spanish sometimes. <laughs> um, but that's, that's, you have to make that decision. Whenever you do make that decision, believe me, your, your life will change forever. But it is hard. It is hard. Sometimes I will tell you, sometimes I didn't have the page, uh, the, 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 the money to pay the rent and it was due tomorrow and I didn't know. And all of a sudden tomorrow something would happen and there was a rent. Uh, sometimes I came to the point where, where sometimes I didn't have money to put food on the table. Uh, but, but in faith, I would continue working and I would continue um, trying to bring the business up and, and try to get things done. And all of a sudden, boom, things would happen. So uh, faith, believe me, will take you a long way if you do it, if you, if you really jump on it and if you really do it. It's a scary uh, proposition. But again, who's scared when God is with you, when Jesus is right next to you? Indeed. Yeah. Amen to that. You, you mentioned um, it's scary, but the word you use, you have to jump on it. And just want to note that it's, your faith obviously is incredible, but it's also faith with action. It's active faith. Empty faith won't take you anywhere. And believe me, I was there for a while where I would say, no, God will take care of it. And okay. Okay. Bueller, Bueller, where are you? Um, and nothing would happen. But you are completely right. Faith without action, it's it's empty. You have to move. You have to wake up every day uh, wanting to get things done and looking for opportunities and, and, and moving around and getting things done. If you don't, you can have all the faith you want. It's not going to happen. Yeah. So you're coming up on your one year anniversary with this company. Congratulations. And you mentioned some of the um, some of the hard things you personally have gone through with just the fact that the, you know there's just not a, a war chest full of money, and at times it's been uh, probably nerve wracking. Like rents due tomorrow, as you know, as you shared, and where's it going to come from? Um, aside from that, what's been the biggest challenge or struggle in building this business over the past year? When you're building a new business, you need a lot of time. You have to spend a lot of time on the business. And, um, and that sometimes, if you don't manage it correctly, can take time away from our first ministry, which is family. And um, having having two young uh, 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 kids, uh, there were two young men and women, 19 and 22. Obviously, they have their own lives. Um, our our culture is one that they don't leave my house until they get married. 
Um, so, so they still live in the house and, um, but they have their own lives. They're, they're studying, they're doing their bachelor's and whatnot. They're, they're working. So they have their own schedules and whatnot. So trying to, to get a business started and investing all that time. And at the same time, making sure that you make time for your main purpose for, for, for your first ministry, which is family. That is a hard one that you have to know how to manage because if not, you'll go crazy. And um, either one or the other will not will not work. Um, at the same time, it, it, it also it also has a lot to do with what you've poured in. So those seeds that you put when they were kids, a, a family oriented, you know, what I mean, um, Christ centric and um, um, their faith and, and the way they want to go about things. That obviously helps you to interact as you do both things. So I, I will tell you that that is one. The other one is obviously what we've mentioned. In this world, yeah, money, you, you know what I mean? It gives you gives you peace at some point, and sometimes you don't have it. And sometimes you have to put in more than you get out, and you have to make sacrifices. So you have to be willing to do that to be able to, at the end of the day, see, you know what I mean, um, the finish line, which we're still looking for it, but it's, it's a work in progress. Uh, so... It's it's been an interesting one. It's been an interesting one. But to make that balance, that's important. That's hugely important. So as a as a small business owner myself for the past twenty some years, I understand that and I hear that a lot from a lot of folks like this trying to find this work life balance, we'll call it, or or keeping that first ministry first. Do you have any tactical or practical steps? or methods that, that you would share that have worked for you to be able to set those boundaries? Well, the first thing is uh, Saturdays, family days. I don't work on Saturdays. Sundays, family day. I don't work on Sundays. And the day for God, obviously. So weekends are for God and family. Um, I, 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 if, if, there's, if there's any remote chance that I need to work, it's circumstances that are above my control and and you know what i mean we got to do it because of x or y reason other than that whether my kids are working or not then i'm spending time with my wife and we're going to the beach and we're going to lunch we're just hanging out and watching movies we're spending time together um the other one is <laughs> this is a, 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 how do you call them with when, when you're when you're um when you're in in probation and they put that in your in your ankle? What is it? An ankle bracelet? I it, I don't think it is, but what's the, the name bracelet. of it? No, no, the one that they put so so they can know where you're at. Oh my God, I forget the word. I'm, I'm not sure what you when you're when when yeah, when, when you're when called. yeah it's it's like they put that bracelet and the police know where you're at. So this is the worst thing ever. This everybody will find you. So nine o'clock at night. So you're holding up your cell phone because so for, for folks that are wondering what what Chael's showing us, he's holding up his cell phone saying this is like a tracking bracelet. There you go. So disconnected. You decide at what time during the day, but just disconnected, put it in silence mode and don't pay attention to it. You know what I mean? Social media takes takes a toll on us and work as well. So disconnect from that and be able to have quality time. 
it, it, that's something that sometimes is hard. And, and for me as well, it's very hard because you want the business to succeed. So you have to be here, you have to be there. But it's something that um, my wife is very keen on me doing every day, nine o'clock, done. Disconnect yourself. And it's a family time. And that's a little bit late sometimes. So that also helps. So if I'm hearing you correctly, it's essentially um, set your parameters and then abide by them. Just enforce enforce the rules or the schedule that you um, have have put upon yourself. It's it's like with clients as well. It, it, we we are in the construction um, industry, and um, it, it, most times clients take forever to make a decision. But once they make the decision, they want the work done yesterday. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like we've been in negotiations for a month. And then all of a sudden, when you decide that you want to get the service done, you want it for last month. And there's a scheduling that we have to go by. Uh, one of the things that we that we do in our business, again, we truly believe that first ministry is family. So we do not work more than eight hours a day. And we do not work Saturdays and Sundays unless it's extremely necessary for X or Y reason. But that is part of the way we blessed our guys. You know what I mean? Like we believe that you should not be overworked, that you should not be if they worked on, on weekends. You know what I mean? And in the construction industry, most people are used to having somebody on their back. You know what I mean? Like, like get it done, get it done. We don't do that. So that has been something that has been hard for us to establish to our clients as well, that, you know what, we will get to you, but we will get to you based on the schedule that we establish where we will have the quality of work that you guys are asking for because we're not overworking our guys and then they're doing sloppy work. So it may take us longer to get to you, but the quality of craftsmanship that you're going to get is above and beyond all expectations that you may have. But I'm going to take care of my guys first because at the end of the day, without them, we don't have a company. So for me to be able to you to treat you client and give you the best quality of work that we are able to give you, you have to wait in line. You have there's a process. You know what I mean? We have to sign a contract. We've got to get the scope of work done. We have to get the deposit. And once we get all that in line, then I can put you in line to be able to get the work done. So that has been that has been something very tricky in business as well to have our clients understand that they're not the only ones. You know what I mean? We have a whole bunch and we will go buy them. But the first thing that we watch for is taking care of our guys. Because at the end of the day, they're the ones that are doing the job. They're the ones that are in the field. And they're the ones that are doing the work. And they need to be rested. They need to be a, 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 a well-scheduled. And they need to be well taken care of, which we do. So they can do a quality, a high quality uh, uh, job at every project. So yeah, we have to schedule her in. We have to uh, restrain ourselves from 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 uh, from some things in order to do things right. That's an interesting uh, take on it, especially for a new company. I think a lot of people when they're starting out or even thinking about starting out, there's this conception, and from what you said, perhaps it's a misconception that. In the beginning, in the springtime of your company, 
it, it's just wide open. You work all hours and crazy hours to get to get things up and rolling. But what you just described is a is a company where you intentionally don't do that. You make sure that you're nurturing yourself and your family and making sure that your employees are able to do the same thing. I'd imagine that's got to be a, a a really great environment for your employees to you know as you're as you're hiring people or bringing them on if they know that's the culture. How has that worked in attracting talent? Well, I will I will I will tell you this by by giving you three examples. We have had guys that we have hired and um and um all of a sudden they come up to us and said, you know what, Cheo, I, I found a better opportunity. I'm getting paid more. Uh, so this is my last day, and they just leave. <clears throat> and I've had, had that happen three times already. And not even a month goes by where they're knocking on our door again, saying, Cheo, I, I'm sorry. It, I would like to come back. Uh, and um, I would like to work with you guys again. Uh, you guys, you know what I mean, are, are doing something different. And I'm even willing to come in at a lower rate. It's, it's not about the pay. The money will come. The way the company's structured, the money will come. And it will come for everybody. Not for us. Not for the, the leadership. But for everybody. Um, again, the company is God's. He's the owner. There's no ownership here. He is the only owner. Okay? So everybody is number two in our company. There is a structure, which everybody has to have. Um, there are different positions within the company, um, but we see everybody as number two. Okay. So they actually come back and they come back because of the culture. There's a saying that my, that my wife always says that I, I am a true believer of it. You get hired for your qualifications and for your resume, but you get fired or you leave because of your character. And that has happened in many occasions, in many companies. Now, we are just willing, because it's God's business, to give opportunities based on what you are willing to give him. So we have had a, a, a situations where people have left and they just said, I found a better opportunity. And all of a sudden they notice that it's not all about the money. It's about how you're being treated. It's about your workload. It's about the jobs that you're doing. It's about how your team members, how people are treated, how, how, how leadership and, and management sees you and treats you and works with you. Um, if you see it as a payday, then, you know what I mean, that's, that's all you're going to get. That is all you're going to get. You're not going to be fed. Um, we have mentorship programs within the company that that help people you know what I mean uh, uh, find find their their purpose uh, find themselves um, we are a Christ-centric business um, so we we don't we don't um, um, impose anything on anybody but every day we start the day in prayer at 8:30 we have a, a morning prayer where well all employees and all members uh, team members are welcome to join and most of them do. And uh, we play, we pray in Spanish, we pray in English, and um, that's how we like to start the day. Um, 
and and we have a whole bunch of other programs that we have uh, 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 established to make sure that the guys that work for us don't stay where they where, where, where they are right now, that they actually learn more trades within the company. If you're a drywaller, you know what I mean? We have programs where you can learn a little bit about plumbing, a little bit about electricity, a little bit about framing, a little bit about concrete, and then you become an all-around guy. Um, obviously, we talk about the word. If that's something that you're interested in, we will have a mentorship program for that. So we will try to bring you in maybe as a field crew and if you want to continue learning and growing, we're going to help you do that. So we are going to mentor you. We're going to train you in order for you to become a foreman. And after a foreman, an APM, an assistant uh, project manager, and maybe get to a project management and continue growing. So, so that's something that you don't get in many construction companies. As I'm, as you're explaining all that <clears throat> and the way your business is set up, that's not something you get in many company, any companies, not just construction, but I, you just don't hear of a lot of places that, um, that are structured that way that are, um, that are that strongly faith based. Not that there aren't companies out there and wonderful companies led by, um, faith based, uh, owners and entrepreneurs, um, but to hear it at that level with that intentionality uh, is a little unusual. And I applaud that. Um, so you and I, of course, met through CBMC, Christian Businessmen's Connection, which is you know, all about marketplace ministry. And I think um, as business owners, if that's where God's placed us, then that is, that, that is our ministry responsibility, much like, you talk about your family. You've been given this family, so that's your first ministry. But you've also been given this business to steward. That's your second family. Um, but, but there seems to be this thing in our culture where where business owners are hesitant. Like they're not sure that they should or can or if it's legal. Um, do you ever get any pushback about, about running your business as a faith-based entity? Oh, most definitely. It, and, and not and not not necessarily about running it because at the end of the day it's our business it's God's business and nobody can tell us how to run it or not but when we when we started originally and we were looking for ways of um in this world be able to give the company to God and um and have no ownership so so there would be no no stakeholders in the company so I wouldn't be recognized as the owner um, Laurent would not be recognized as the owner. We spoke with a lot of lawyers, a lot of CPAs, trying to find ways of doing that. And, and they would tell us that, that we were crazy. Why would you want to build a company and all of a sudden don't be the owners of it? And uh, what are you going to leave to your, to, your, to your kids? Well, I said, well, if, whenever we die, we can't take anything with us. So what I can leave for them is... Um, um, uh, 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 a great education and and most importantly a, a Christ in their hearts so they can they can go about their lives doing the right thing and whatever they want to do with their lives is up to them I love what what um what uh Shaquille O'Neal said in an interview you know what I mean like I told my kids I am rich they're not they have to go study they have to go make their own things and 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 in reality that's 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 true um, a lot of people, they just want to make, 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 make so they can leave. They will leave, obviously. But, but it, when it comes to the company, 
we were looking for ways to structure it in a way that we were not the stakeholders. We were not the owners of the company. And um, when we got a lot of pushback in that sense, but we made it, we, we found a way. That's another story. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So as you, as you look ahead, you've had tremendous um, growth and success through year one. What are you most excited about uh, in, in the next year? And, and where do you see this going? What's, what's the grand vision for the companies? Well, again, the company is a ministry first. I think the, the construction industry is just the excuse or, the, or, the, or the, the vehicle that God has given us to be able to take his word to people that usually would not, would not you know what I mean, have the opportunity or, or, or wouldn't even look for it. Um, the way we, the way we're doing and, and we're structuring the business, um, there's, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of future. It, 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 we have several verticals, the construction, we have Airbnbs, we have real estate, um, we have cabinetry, uh, a, a custom cabinetry building. Um, we have, we have a whole bunch of different businesses that have decided, even people that have their own business. And all of a sudden they hear what we're, what we're doing and they want to join and, and, and they want to become part of, of, of mm. the whole thing that we're doing. So, um, it's, it's, it's interesting to see what we have built in a year. Um, obviously there has to been a lot of structure put into it. You have to put the rock, as the Bible says, you, you have to make sure that that rock is solid so then you can build on top of it. So that's where we're at right now, building that rock, getting Peter into place um, so we can continue building on it. So I, I see a hundred million dollar company very, very soon. Very, very soon. If things continue going the way they are, it's, it's, it's mind boggling. That's fantastic. It's mind boggling. And the beauty of it is the way we structured it. So, so I'll, I'll give you a, a little bit of, um, of a hint on that. Um, what we did is we have a, a, a foundation, Heavenly Hands Foundation, which is a shell company. There's no money in, no money out. The purpose of it is not, not to pay taxes. We want to pay taxes. It, to, to Caesar what Caesar's and to God what's God. So, um, but that is the foundation is run by a board of directors. There's no shell hoarder. Um, so, so that foundation is the one that owns all the other verticals. Okay. So that foundation owns Heavenly Hands Property Services, Handyman Pro Solutions, a Chosen Real Estate, a Kingdom Purpose Construction, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, which are all for-profit companies. They're all run individually. They all have their own president, vice president, and their whole own team. At the end of the year, 100% of the profits, um, net profits, are divided. 10% goes to tithing which it's divided, decided by the presidents where they want to tie because um, that's God's 10% minimum. Um, the other 90 is divided into two. 45% of that goes into capitalizing each one of the verticals, each one of the companies, so they can continue paying their salaries and continue functioning and working. Um, the other 45% is divided into threes. One-third goes into a ministry-based company that it's a nonprofit, that it's under the foundation, and that one takes care of doing ministry. Okay. The other third percent goes into a capital investment company that it's under the foundation. And that one just makes sure that 
They continue reinvesting that money. And whenever a company under the foundation wants to have a loan or whatnot, they don't have to go out to Bank of America to get a, a loan full of interest and conditions. They can go to that capital fund company and just get a loan from the inside. And then the other third, which is the main blessing, goes into equal a, 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 a bonuses for all the employees of all the companies, whether it's the one that it's putting the foundation and mixing concrete to all the way up to the president in equal forms. So, so it's an interesting proposition. I think it's something that, um, that, uh, has not been seen before. And, um, and a lot of people hear about it and start knocking on our doors and saying like, Oh yeah, I, I love what you're doing. I would love to be part of it. And they're more than welcome to come under the foundation and give ownership of their company to the foundation. If at any time in the future they want to leave and they want to take their company, they're more than welcome to do it because at the end of the day, it's theirs. But they were willing to give it to the true owner of the gold and silver in this world. And that's what it's all about. That uh, that's incredible. Uh, just as, as I'm processing that, there are I, I can think of several people that I want to share this with that I will share this with um, even before this episode airs. Because uh, what a what a thoughtful um, and well thought out, but really pretty straightforward way of doing it. Uh, it's it's been again, it's been a roller cool. coaster. Because you know, what I mean, it goes like this. But you gotta, you gotta have your pants well put. It's uh, your belt and the armor of God, most importantly. Because the more you work for Him, oh, the harder true. you get hit. So it's 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 been awesome. It's been awesome. Cool. So Cheo, as we get close to get close to wrapping up. What is one question that you would leave with our listeners? Like what, what should our listeners just be thinking about asking themselves as they go about their day? I would do two things. Where's your relationship with God? And are you really, really willing to give everything to him? Because I'm a firm believer and I have seen it in my life that once you do that, then, then you start living. Then things start happening. That doesn't mean that you will not have trials and tribulations. That doesn't mean that life is going to be beautiful and perfect. On contraire, it may be even a little harder. But... Where is your relationship with God? And I'm not talking about church. I'm not talking about religion. I do not like religion. I believe there's a whole bunch of things that can be done better at church. But I mean your relationship with God. And are you willing to really work for him in order to let him work for you? Great. Mic drop. Great questions. <laughs> so thank you so much for, for, for being here, for sharing with us.
for our listeners that want to contact you to, to learn more, to connect with you, what's the best way for somebody to reach out to you? Well, you can reach me on my cell phone. I'm open for that, 954-683-6688. And my email is jose, J-O-S-E, at heavenlypros, with an S at the end, dot com. Heavenlypros.com. And I'll be more than happy to have a conversation Wonderful. with anybody. Awesome. Thanks again, Chael. Thank you so much for being here. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in. Remember, whatever grand vision you've been given, whatever dream God has put on your heart, you can. Until next time, be bold, be humble, stay healthy, stay hopeful, and live life strong. Amen. Thank you, brother. Well, thank you so much for listening. For even more on turning trials into triumphs and seeking and embracing success, go to toddhalls.life. That's toddhalls.life. And I look forward to serving you. Until next time, be strong, be bold, be humble, stay healthy, stay hopeful. Peace to you. <laughs>